Well, hello there, and welcome to the My Adoption Coach podcast, where I give you the step-by-step support and guidance you need on your domestic adoption journey. My name is Amanda, and I'm an adoptive mom of two on a mission to make your adoption easier, faster, and more affordable, because no one should walk the domestic adoption journey alone. Well, hello there, friend, and welcome back to the My Adoption Coach podcast. We are so glad that you've made the decision to join us today. If you haven't done so already, please take a minute to subscribe or follow this podcast. That way you will be notified each and every time I release a new episode. And I would really love it if you would consider leaving a five-star review and a little bit of feedback about your experience listening to this podcast. That helps me know what type of content you're finding the most value in so that I can create more content like that for you. Thank you, friend. I am so excited today to be joined by Cara from a Core for a, a Parenting. Core for a Parenting really is a unique organization that I think can be an amazing resource for you as you embark on your parenting journey post your adoption journey. Cara has a really unique background that I particularly find pretty interesting, and I'm excited to deploy her strategies and my own parenting skills as an adoptive mom. Cara's background really involves a degree in American Sign Language and degrees in multitudes of areas as it relates to parenting and early childhood education. Cara, I think you might be best suited to introduce yourself. Would you mind to share a little bit about your background with the audience? Of course not. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. I am as I like to say a self-proclaimed lover of littles. I always have been, and I've evolved into an educator of littles uh, through my education, through my ability to get into the classroom, and the also the ability to, to work with families during that critical development period as a nanny from birth to five, and really pull out the nuggets of what do we need to be doing for our kids, with our kids, and engaging with our kids during this time period to help them get completely and comprehensively ready to become learners in school. Well, I think that is phenomenal. And again, thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited for our community to have access to you um, because I really believe that we as a community could spend some of the waiting time researching and beginning to understanding parenting strategies so that we're a little bit more equipped as our kids get older um, because we are obviously parents intentionally, right? We are choosing uh, from the front side to become parents. So why not use that waiting time to educate? educate ourselves a little bit. And so I'd really love to know kind of your perspective on parenting, um, knowing, you know, kind of this, there's this age old concept um, in adoption of nature versus nurture, right? And I'd love to get your perspective when it comes to bringing parenting strategies into that realm. Oh, that's one of my favorite topics. Um, It applies to adoption very directly, but it applies to parenting as a whole. Agreed. Kids come into this world with their very own nature, those things they're just pretty good at. They also have natural tendencies that are challenges for them. And so when I talk about nature versus nurture with parents, I say this is an observational practice. Your job is to be observing who your child truly is. And those signals are there from birth. They are. And and when we're keyed into them, it's pretty amazing. 
When I talk to people who are just kind of new to this idea of this methodology of nature versus nurture, conscious, intentional, engaged parenting, and they maybe have a two-year-old, and I say, tell me about your kid. And they do. Oh, she's spunky, and she's this, and she's that. And I said, was she always that way? Oh my gosh, you're right, she was. (laughs) So hindsight makes it very clear. But this proactive approach to parenting, who we were delivered in this world, or who was delivered to us through the intentional act of adoption is really powerful. I couldn't agree more. You know, it's funny. I noticed with my youngest, uh, B, who is three, from a very early age, whenever he was laying on his diaper changer, he would notice like the little nuances of the diaper changer. He would notice the screws and he would try to put his little finger over there. And then as he's grown and gotten larger and obviously way more mobile at three, I see him now really focused on putting things together and examining how things work. And I've noticed that as I am parenting him, that he does better in transitions if I start to kind of go through the construction process with him, right? And help him build those blocks literally and figuratively of, you know, here's what we're going to do in our day and kind of explaining why we're doing it that way and constructing things physically and sharing with him with my hands. And I noticed that that really helps his mind really kind of do better in those transition moments and really kind of take that in rather than if I'm just abruptly like, here's what we're going to do, bud, and just, you know, head off and we go. So I I really appreciate that because I see the practice of that in, in my own parenting journey. Some kids are naturally flexible and transitions are not as big a problem for them. Some are very organized and they really like to know what comes for a second and third. Um, I'm really glad you brought this up, Amanda, because tra- Healthy, comfortable transitions are a skill that we teach our kids. You're right. It is a skill. And it it is a skill that if you, to me, if you learn in childhood, it benefits you your, your entire life's journey for real. I, I believe it's the foundation for time management. Oh, wow. I hadn't thought about it that way, but you're right. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is great. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's, uh, yeah, the real life teaching folks right here in the moment. And I, I love how you're relating that back to how we're creating successful adults, right? Because that really is our mission. I talk a lot with my audience about how we want to share a vision of what this child's life is like in our family. But that doesn't start or stop with once the child joins our family. I'm a firm believer in having a vision of what this child's life is like as they grow. And then as a parent, being flexible and picking up on those cues, as you're saying, of really what works best for this child and how do you adapt that to ultimately what's going to become their vision for their life. Absolutely. And that's the other the, the other side of it, right? We've talked to the nature side, which is kind of these foundational pieces that come to us, those mini building blocks, but they're not the whole puzzle. The nurture is the environment that we create for them. And I like to really hone in on this one because when the word nurture is very touchy and feely and loving and, you know, we think of white creamy spaces and dull lights. That's not the true definition of nurture. Nurture just means the space in which the child exists and the experiences and the sensory uh, the the what they're absorbing sensorily through that environment. We all know families who have a nurture 
in their home that is not very healthy. Yeah. So it's important for us to remember we are the creators, just like we are the brain architect between birth and five during that critical development period. We are our environment. I love that. I love that. And I think being in that environment architect really speaks really honestly back to this concept that you have that I absolutely adore a really around kind of your parenting GPS concept. Do you mind to share a little bit more about that with the audience? I would love to. So this is a journey. And um, for all of you out there listening, it, it, for anyone who's considering fostering or adopting or the journey of foster to adopt, right, which is a journey mm-hmm. a lot of people take. Yeah. It's a journey that you decided to take. And every journey has a destination. The same is true for your child. From the minute they came into this world, whether they were in your arms yet or not, the destination is exactly what Amanda was speaking to, raising a world-ready, healthy, socially conscious, skilled, emotionally capable human being that can add value to the world when they're an adult. That is your GPS. It is. But just because we have a destination doesn't mean we know always how to get there. (laughs) There's so many paths. There's so many ways. And so in order to get to that GPS, you need some milestones and mile markers. and, And you need your mission to be as clear to you as getting up. And the first thing we do is eat breakfast because there are hard days. And so you've got to have a toehold. Yeah. You are so right. I I know through my own parenting journey, um, it it has been a journey, I guess is the best way to put it. You know, I was, I was so gung ho in the, you know, adoption stages, right. Getting, getting there and becoming the parent that honestly, I didn't do enough research about what type of parent I wanted to be. And I didn't have really this North star to keep myself pointed against as I went into the journey of parenting. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll be really transparent and say like the pandemic and having both children at home and both being, you know, a toddler and a preschooler and working full time. Those were some really tough times for me. What I came to realize is that I didn't have a clear definition of where I wanted to go. I had this idea of, I wanted to be an intentional parent, but I did have this like mission statement, if you will, or this North Star of where I wanted to be pointed against to stay after that every day. And as I went through the journey of the pandemic, really kind of realizing that and then, you know, starting to unpack that, I wish I had had your resource, quite honestly, because I think it would have helped me stay a little bit more intentionally focused right from the beginning. Um, And so I really encourage my audience as they're in this waiting period to spend some time and to dig deep here. Um, Do you mind to share a little bit more about your family's journey? Because that to me really touched uh, me whenever I uh, recently kind of came across that. Uh, Yeah. Can you be more clear? My my biological family's journey? Well, um, just how you shared your own GPS for what you wanted to do with your girls. (laughs) Uh, Whenever I was, you know, kind of reading and hearing that, it just really touched me. Yes, absolutely. So... Um, So what I teach is how to write your very own parenting mission statement. And because we've got to have a a sense of humor about this thing called parenting, I love that it's called a parenting PMS. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, it's angsty and it keeps us focused. A, A parenting mission statement is the vision of who you desire to raise. 
And, you know, one of the activities I run people through is, because that's super theoretical, but one of the activities I run people through is you're holding this child who has just joined your family and you couldn't be happier. This minute is awesome. Think about that child now all grown up. They're gone. They've left your house. They are adults. They're 25. They've got their first job. You did your job, the job of parenting. And you run into their boss at the local coffee shop and he or she actually waves you over, (laughs) gets your attention to say, we could not be more glad that your child just joined our company because he is she is. And, and I ask people to take time and fill in those blanks. And nobody has ever written because they finished their whole plate of vegetables. <laughs> Not one person has ever written that. Right? Nobody right. has ever written because they didn't give me a hard time before they went to bed at night. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> they write things like they're a team player. They're generous. They listen, they're kind, they hop in to help when things go south. They're always on time. These are qualities of humanness. And that's our parenting goal, is to know the qualities of the human being we desire to raise, and then use the core for parenting systems, strategies, and scientifically based psychological connections to do it. I love that. Amazing. When you went through that example, I could clearly, just as I did through the adoption journey, have a vision of what life was like at the end of this journey, right? And I love the, the, you know, kind of the grounding and the reminders of there are going to be challenging moments, but if you keep your eye on the North Star, if you keep your eye on the prize and the vision for the end of this journey, what a difference that can make, not only in the ability to make it through the day-to-day challenges, but to really keep perspective on what's really important at the end of the day. You nailed it. You nailed it. In our coaching program, we have six modules and module two is the power of perspective. And we spend time learning how to look at things from different ways and not just that, but then saying, okay, I'm going to look at this from a different perspective and I'm going to think about the outcome. What is the skill that I desire to teach here? And the craziest and most fabulous part about this that should surprise nobody is that we learn a ton about ourselves and we grow and develop with our kids. I am sure. Yes. <laughs> that has been my own journey personally. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I've always said that um, I, I wasn't a patient person. <laughs> and that's the reason why <laughs> I ended up, you know, going through the adoption journey to, to learn a little patience. But now as I'm kind of in, in this season of life, I'm like, goodness, the, the patients that I learned in the adoption journey were really just preparing me for my parenting journey. Um, but just, you know, kind of being really intentional with, you know, everything is led here for a reason and being focused on that North Star. It's, it's really interesting. The other thing I'd love to share with your listeners is that we've been talking a lot about outcomes and skill developments and creating foundations for being really ready humans and ready learners. That starts with us being in relationship with our kids. We're in relationship with everybody in the world, right? You know, you go to the grocery store, you're with the checkout clerk, you're having a back and forth. That's a very mild relationship, but we are in relationship with our kids. So the core four connectors ground us to be able to tackle those really complicated, hard things. 
It's like our, you know, it's like that strong foundation of the house. If we have open communication, mutual trust, implied respect, and honesty, we are going to be able to intentionally problem solve, be collaborators with our kids. And that is where the power, that's where the magic happens. You're so right. You know, preparing for that intentional relationship with our kids it is, it is not something you think about, honestly, when you, and it's not, in my case anyway, it was not something that was inherently taught to me, um, you know, by my role modeling. I'm, you know, I know my parents had a really deep relationship with us uh, growing up, but it was not something that as a child growing up that you really observe, right? Um, and so for me now as a parent, I'm realizing the differences between my children and what it really takes for them to thrive and to feel loved and nurtured and and all of those things. And I need to be very intentional about the way that I interact with them and have a relationship with them because quite honestly, not only am I shaping their life, which feels like a huge responsibility, <laughs> that's where the gravity and magnitude of um, you know parenting and adoptive parenting, honestly, really kind of comes to play. Uh, but I also realize the, you know, the magnitude it can have on the day-to-day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I try to be very intentional as I prepare my children to leave to go to school for the day and try to help set, you know, the tone of their day. But I, I love that concept. That is amazing. You know, you just reminded me of something when my kids were little. Mine are uh, 16, 18, and 21. So I'm on the release into the world side of things. <laughs> um, and they're pretty good humans. But I remember the day I realized it, it. my kids were maybe, I don't know, one and a half and three and a half. They're exactly two years apart. Okay. And the day I realized, oh my gosh, nobody told me. I needed two different sets of strategies and systems to raise these two different kids. Right. This is not fair. I had it all figured out with this one. And now I have to do it all over over here. And that's when I realized that this nature piece is so key. And that's why people say there's no parenting toolkit. But there, there is a roadmap. Yes. As long as you're keyed into who your kid is, there is a roadmap. Yeah, I, I think that that is amazing. That that was my biggest learning this the second time around, so to speak, was, um, you know, as my son became more of a toddler and more of a personality, right? Um, I was suddenly started realizing that all of the things that worked with my daughter were not working with him. And honestly, I was bewildered for a while. And if I wasn't careful, I would catch myself getting incredibly frustrating frustrated at him because I'm like, ah, this isn't working. Like, why isn't this working? Um, And it took me a while to realize, well, silly, he's a different person. (laughs) Thus, it takes different tools to to really have a a deep, connected, and fruitful relationship to help him become, you know, the human being that he wants and needs to become. And our approach at Core 4 Parenting is a very proactive approach to solving issues before they're even issues. Amen. And that's what I love about it. You know, that's why I love this methodology that I've created because the more we can avoid conflict, the better. The majority of parents find themselves putting out fires in a crisis resolution model and the, they find the, the resolution, I'm sure. But then what happens is that fire pops up again, right? And then you have to put it out again. Uh, and so I love what you keep talking about and bringing it back to this preparing 
to be the parent of an adoptive child because the journey to adoption is a journey all its own. But once you're doing the act of parenting, we sit in it and we say, wow, this is a job. When I went and applied for any other job in the world, they gave me resources. They onboarded me. They gave me all these tools. They gave me mentors. If I had to connect and ask a question, where was my education? And so at Core 4 Parenting, we aim to be that education for intentional, conscious, proactive parents who get that this is a big job. And my big statement is always asking for help shows that you mean it, that you're in this. It's not a bad thing to ask for help. We get to choose to parent differently than our parents did. And that's okay. I love it. Well, thank you so much. This is one. I wish I had found you, like I said, way earlier on my own journey. Um, I've already been, you know, deploying some of the strategies that you've been sharing uh, in my own household, and I absolutely love it. Um, definitely finding value um, from your strategies. I, I do think that this is a great way for us as a, a community to prepare for the next stage of our lives, especially while we're in that waiting period. I'd love if you'd share with our audience a little bit more about how to get in touch with you, how to find your information, and just how they can get connected with you. Absolutely. So right now we have three different ways that we can serve you. We have a community and it's a private curated community with like-minded parents like you. And inside that community, we have courses that help you problem solve some of those real common trouble areas inside most homes. And for people who really like this type of coaching and learning and live time Uh, teaching. We also have a masterclass coaching program. So those are all ways that we can serve you. We are at core4parenting.com and our website is getting a bit of a makeover. So you can watch that happen live time if you like. Mm -hmm. And then on all the socials at core4parenting. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for joining us today. And folks in my community, I really do hope that you take Cara up on the, you know, the resources and the amazing benefits that you can have in your waiting period to prepare to really become the intentional parent that you want to really set your parenting GPS for where you're headed, because that really can make a huge difference in your journey. What an amazing treat that was, right? Having Cara join us today to really talk about how you can become an intentional parent and how even in this waiting stage that you might be in in your adoption journey, that you can set the vision for what life is like when your family is here, when your family is together, and maybe even when your family is complete. So I do hope that you take her up on the free gift opportunity by clicking the link below so that you can learn more about her Parenting GPS program. And remember, anything's possible with the right plan and support. And that holds true at every step in your journey. I can't wait to see your beautiful family photos, friend. I'll talk to you soon.